BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Vredestein tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. The topic of conversation, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones coming off a weekend in which the NFL reacted to President Trump's words on Friday night uh, at a speech in Huntsville, Alabama, in which he said, oh, wouldn't you love to see people who kneel for the national anthem, get fired, get out of here, you're fired. Well, players responded a day ago, both on social media and during games, either locking arms or kneeling for the national anthem. And there was a big debate what was going to happen tonight. Owner Jerry Jones kneels with his team, he and Jason Garrett, in a form of solidarity. The boos rain down, mainly because they're Cowboys. Many people also don't like the fact that they knelt. And this debate continues to rage. Now, but before we go on, one of the internet memes that's gone around for about two weeks was that there was a statement made and issued by Jerry Jones 
that he would release yes. any player. And this got perpetuated. This right. showed up on websites and this everywhere, and they categorically denied yes. it time and again. But then it would die for 24 hours, and it would pop up and get another surge on another website. Hopefully all those dopes can just leave it behind for now it would be and like, push forward. Like It just yeah. kept showing up on sports no, you know websites up, It would be at the bottom of the things. page, like when you go to a column to read, and, and you go down and you finish reading a column in there, then the first little blurb at the bottom says, what Tiffany Amber Thiessen looked like in 902-0 was great, but take a look at what she looks like now. And then the next one is, you know, these three foods that will give you cancer. And then it's Jerry Jones says he'll fire plays. Like, you know, stuff that you're trying to figure out just where it came from and just why it's there. It was all clickbait. It was all clickbait. But, but it got hundreds of thousands of upon millions of click. And as the weekend rolled on, and we talked a lot about President Trump's comments on Friday night, you can find that podcast on, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, give it five stars. We love you. Uh, the the fact is, as, as it went into the weekend, as much as there were questions about a lot of teams, there was a lot going on and, and much conversation about Jerry Jones in particular. Based on, on that meme, that, that report, this erroneous mm-hmm. where it started, who only knows, uh, based on that, there was there was a lot pinned towards Jerry Jones. Right, and it wasn't. And it was something that kept coming up, kept coming up, and it wasn't true, it wasn't true. And now Jerry Jones would have to fire himself, wouldn't he? I, I had to let myself go, but I'm still going to be the GM of the team. So uh, just so you know. Still got gotta, that going. Gotta keep for doing that. Uh, let's, fired! Let's, uh, let's bring Tony back because he knows all the plays ahead of time. Eight seven seven nine nine on Fox Twitter I want at me some glory. Hope. Oh, Alex Teicher, Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. Here's the big takeaway, and this this is what people miss when it comes to the stories of the anthem protest. You had Ben Roethlisberger today say he wished the Steelers would have handled it differently. He said he couldn't sleep uh, before the game, tossing and turning. Didn't like the fact the Steelers were going to stay in the tunnel before their game on Sunday against the Bears is that it's okay to kneel for the National Anthem. It's okay to stand for the National Anthem. It's okay to say, I want to kneel because I disagree with what's going on in the country right now, whether it's police treatment of black men or something else that needs to be rectified. It's also okay to say, I believe in the United States of America so badly, and I believe in supporting the military and supporting the people fighting for our freedom, that I'm going to stand for the National Anthem. There's no right or wrong answer. You should be allowed, and we are allowed, to do either of those things. That's what people are missing. This is what separates America from other countries, is that we can do this, and no one who protests has to worry about being thrown in prison. It's okay to do it. You don't have to have a unified setting, a unified front. You can have half your players stand because they feel the way. You can have half your players kneel. It, that that's okay. That's what people. That, that is all okay. Where you get into the the screwy stuff is when you have the president, when you have NASCAR owners on Sunday saying, "I'd fire everybody if they want to kneel before the national anthem." The protests are what's inclusive. That's what's inclusive for America. Whether you feel that, whether you support the right to stand or support the right to take a knee, this is what makes us who we are. What gets divisive is when you're being told, if you do this, this is what I think should happen to you. Because the people who are pro-protest, that are for the rights to do it, and people who want to kneel, those people aren't running around going, you know anybody who stands for the national anthem should be fired. They should lose their jobs. That's ridiculous. I don't see that. But what I do see is people who say, 
you should not kneel for the national anthem. That's who I see threatening people with, you're going to lose your, you should lose your job. Anybody that doesn't stand for the anthem, they're out. Whether it's the president, whether you're a NASCAR owner, that's not being inclusive. That's being divisive. That's dividing everybody by saying you have to pick a side. You don't have to pick a side. You can, whatever side you're on, you're on. And we live in this country because we can do that. And so I, that's what people are missing about this whole, you know, kneeling or not kneeling is that people can kneel, people, people can stand up. You have your beliefs. Do what you want to do. That's why we have the freedom to do what we're doing here. Right. But in the end, kneel, don't. But the conversation doesn't end about whether we're, we're going to one knee during a song and staring at a flag. It's, it's supposed to be the impetus for a larger societal conversation, mm-hmm. which unfortunately is not happening. It's all about a flag. It's, a, it's about a quad. It has been compartmentalized. No, but that's the but that's this. the point. Is that it went from Colin Kaepernick and a discussion, at least in the formative stage. And Eric Reed posted a piece earlier. Why we knelt and talking about the equality, police murders, uh, and and police being murdered, and and all the the atrocities we saw last summer we were on air for for all of it and the protests today is day 11 in st louis they're the protesting in the streets uh, about again the the police treatment uh, of african americans and that and that was where this started and then it's now been mutated and and, it, and it's become dissolved into a conversation uh, about the the anthem and the flag instead of what it was originally about and in this weekend and and that's why you heard a number of of players going no it's about equality we haven't lost the message because i think for most people it's been lost and it's and it's been diverted and off of friday's message from president trump it became a reaction to him and it became a reaction to that division instead of what the original protest from colin kaepernick Eric Reed and those that joined him early were about. So as, as we go forward and the NFL, you know, we, we've had so many different forms. They're staying in the locker room, coming out and locking arms or kneeling, all of these different methods that, you know, at the end, we're, we're still, as a society, I think you got to pull back to the larger point. Because right now it's all just misdirection and, and confusion. And, and you, you have... I think aside and and players good intentioned that they just can't have to keep talking about no it's not about the military it's not I'm anti this it's no 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 why getting back to the message of why it started versus what it isn't be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Meanwhile, the biggest play. Of ev- from out of every single NFL game yesterday, of all the crazy plays, we had a phenomenal week three. It was incredible. It was crazy. Games going back and forth, decided on the last play. You could put all the other plays of the week together, and they wouldn't be as big as this one. From the Texan 25, Tom off the snap. Oh, drops back. He pumps. He throws one. it left. He's looking for Cooks in the end zone. It's caught. Is he it? It's a touchdown! Patriots! Tom Brady's never been hotter. Okay. All right. Blank you, blank you, blank you. you. By the way, you. really quick, you. before we get to the other big play, that Brandon Cooks touchdown that uh, Tom Brady threw to win the game at the end, not a touchdown. We saw throughout the league yesterday, 
Emmanuel Sanders, Sterling Shepard have plays that were ruled incomplete because they didn't go to the ground with the football. Doesn't mean that it wasn't a touchdown. No. It just means it's a bad rule. The rule, yes. No, it doesn't mean it's not because all those plays are good. Emmanuel Sanders' play was good. Sterling Shepard's play was good. But the bad rule says you got to go to the ground with the football. Brandon Cooks did not go to the ground with the football on that touchdown. He went to the ground and the ball hit the ground. That's incomplete. But hey, we're in New England and the Patriots and Tom Brady. So yeah, you know what? That works. That's a load of crap. I saw a that couple of an angles. Absolute didn't load move. of crap. Absolute load of crap. Got to go to the ground with the ball. I think the ref drank too much tap water there. <laughs> hey, can someone go up and get me some tap water? What do you got? I got a 20. I got a 20. Can we get, can we get this? That's awesome. All right, great. Appreciate it. <laughs> Why do you make fun of that? You got to recoup all your costs. You got a lot of player salaries to move. What? I mean, 450 a bottle is, is nothing too grandiose. No, 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 no. Because that's the other big story from the Patriots. Oh, by the way, uh, Ezekiel Elliott goes in from eight yards out to give the Cowboys a 28-17 lead now with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So Ezekiel Elliott owners very happy that they did get the touchdown. I still think he, that the Honey Badger should have been uh, defeated for his laziness. <laughs> but the other story out of New England is, and this is gaining a lot of momentum tonight, they ran out of bottled water and they started charging 450 for tap water. Tap water, which Tom Brady says you're not supposed to drink. I don't drink tap water. No, no, no. It's got lime and poison and strychnine. Don't drink tap thing. water. If you can prove Tom Brady is the one actually selling the tap water while telling you not to drink it, now that's that's a whole other I thing. I have no knowledge so the, of anything. The Pats run out of regular water, so they start selling tap water to their fans, and it was found out early this morning. The Patriots put out a big apology so that will never happen again. Patriots would sell a tap water for four fifty. Stuff out of the disgusting sink in the back that's cloudy. Here, just you know, hopefully it settles when we want to sell it and give it to somebody. Here you go, give them that water. Well, if you're not giving them an actual bottle of water, hey Sammy, you get what you get. Sammy, you washing that chicken in that uh, sink in the back? Yeah, we got to fill some water. So people want some water, all right? Just come back, move the chicken to the side, and just let make sure it doesn't not to touch anything. No, don't wash your hands. It's okay. Just pour it right no, there. No, no, no. Hey, if, if it's hot enough that you you still need and, and supplies have been exhausted, that you could still get four fifty for a glass of water, you've won. You've that's won. The, that's the Patriot. And way. if you're the fan the that still way. wants to pay four fifty for that glass of water, that's on you. That you know, water's from Southie. Four fifty. Tom Brady may have bathed in that water. You don't know. You know where I could go to get some water that's not 450? It's called a water fountain. All right? Boat Quimby. That, yeah, then go to the water fountain. Go stand in line there. Listen, I'll give you a big, I'll give you a big, you know what, coming off this water thing, okay? I'll, I'll, I'll take a different angle because, you know, look, doing this for the Patriots. That's 450 right there, tight shirt. You owe somebody 450 Sorry playing that, that sound effect, yeah. Even if that's actually a tap water sound effect. Uh, in 10 years or so, when, you know, we always say in the year 2028, when the Olympics come to Los Angeles. Zombies. Uh, yeah, yeah, zombies will be living amongst us. That's number one. Uh, but all NFL games will start at 4 p.m. local time. It will be too hot to play games outside, outdoors. It's so damn hot. Because of global warming and because of the temperature. It's already, I mean, look, we're talking, we're getting to the end of September and it's 90 degrees plus at games. You can't, people can't go to games. I mean... There's a record in Lambeau yesterday. Yeah, it was 90 degrees You're, you're going to see in 10 yep. years, unless, and I don't know why we haven't seen this yet, stadiums being built should have the option of being having a closed roof so you can put air conditioning on it. It's a, it's a nice 
atmosphere for fans to watch games. But trust me, in 10 years, they'll play. If you don't have a stadium, all your local games will be at 4 o'clock. And we won't, we won't start the NFL until 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, and we'll end it sometime around midnight because local time is when all these teams, the first couple months of the season, then we can get back to 1 o'clock games when it starts getting colder. No, I've but already is started that doing it. going to be December? Yeah, I've already so, started doing the math on the lost productivity. Just watch out. Like That's that going to happen. Consulting firm comes out every year at the the NCAA tournament. So I'm going to run those numbers now to show you exactly what a bad idea that Instead would be. of 1 and 4 and or 10 and 1, it's going to be 4 and 7 everywhere. That's got to be what it's got to be what it is. You're not going fans aren't going to be able to go. They're not going to buy tickets. Look, you see what it's like already in San Francisco. Nobody can go and sit on that side of the field cuz it they made it stupidly hot. Uh so that's what's going to happen. You're going to see that. You're going to see games are going to have to get pushed. We're going to be finishing the NFL at midnight. And then the Sunday night game is going to wind up being a Saturday night game. Watch. Saturday so night Sunday night, football. Sunday night football. Sunday night football will be played in London. What do you got, Prosper? <laughs> Just don't drink milk and you'll be fine. <laughs> it's so damn hot. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. Now, give me the highlight. Give me the big highlight from yesterday. Ball is spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is... I talked about. They win. He's had this dream before. 61 yards. Oh, you meant the other big play. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I My mean, bad. that's great. You know, Eagles Radio Network, that was awesome. The Giants losing. Because you know what's awesome is there's two teams in New York. One team is 0-3, and they're trying to win. One team is 1-2, and and they're trying to lose. The count of his shotgun barely gets the snap off. Drops the throw. Looks right. Throws a bomb down the right side. Looking for Anderson. He's got it in stride. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown. Robbie Anderson turns on the Jets. Literally. And Josh McCown drops it right down the chimney. You blew it! Jets, no, no. Jets can't even tank right, buddy. No, no, no. Here's the can't thing. Can't even tank right. No, no, no. Here's the thing. We beat the Dolphins. I hate the Dolphins. Yeah, but you lost out on Sam I Darnold. Hate the, that's okay. We'll get Lamar Jackson. Beating the Dolphins is its own reward. Trust me. There's nothing like I, the Dolphins and the Patriots. It was, I wanted the shutout. I didn't want Jay Cutler to get that, oh, by the way, touchdown on the final play of the game. Hey, they all still I count. wanted the shutout because beating the Dolphins is so incredibly satisfying, and it was awesome. I am, I am okay beating the Dolphins and winning that game. Now, at some point, you have to decide in your sports fandom what you want because you're going to end up losing your mind the way right. you've worked. I'll give no, you no, the order. No, because you did this during – No, 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 stop. I'll give you the order. No, I'm telling you this because you, asked, you did you asked it. Me, no. I'm going to answer can, the question. Can I, can I finish the setup of the yeah, question, you please? You cooked me. You asked the question. I answered it. Let me you. finish <laughs> the actual setup here, right? The Mets. Oh, the Mets stink. They're terrible. They're they're hurt. And then they start winning a couple games. Hey, next week we got a chance. All of a sudden, optimism. And you're losing your mind again over games, even though you're still 48 games out of first place. The fact that they crept anywhere near the conversation of a wild card for three weeks, we had to watch you hitting walls, throwing things, cursing at us, on being unreasonable to Alex Teichert. And calling them filthy no, names. None of these things bad. happen. And then all of a sudden, that, that's good. Things. And then all for the Jets. Oh, they're not going to win a game. They're terrible. They're awful. And I don't want them to win. I want them to go 0 and 16. No, I, I never said 0 and 16. Hey, they won. This is the greatest day. I hate the the Dolphins. I hate this. Sucks. Here's the thing. Number one, 
I don't want to go 0-16. That's the number one thing. Don't go because then you become a laughingstock and a punchline for years. No, not, you'll still be the laughingstock. Not, well, yeah, but not not the 0-16 laughingstock. No, close, very close. Not that. We're, look, we have a better record than a lot of teams in the NFL right now that people thought were going to be good. Yeah, I was hoping Jay Cutler would fake spike it there. But, <laughs> but I don't want to go 0-16. And I love beating the Dolphins. It's all I could be happy about this for a month now. Are you kidding? I love beating the Dolphins. And we're going to win a game or two. Everybody's going to win a couple of games. This is the soft part of our schedule. It's like Dolphins, Jaguars, Browns. Then it gets untenable. This is our time now. This is as good as it gets. And when beating the Dolphins is so incredibly satisfying, especially when Jay Cutler even said after the game, oh, you know, we can't just show up and expect to beat people. This is the NFL. You know they walked in thinking, we're going to roll over these guys. They suck. And that shows you the fine line between a team that stinks and a team that's elite in the NFL because you got to bring something else to the party every single week or you're going to go home no matter how talented you are. I am okay beating the Dolphins. I'm going to stab you in the knee with this plastic knife. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. When you score a touchdown and pretend to pee on a fire hydrant, well, that's going to get you noticed. Manning back to throw. Looks, lobbed one right into the end zone for Odell, who makes the catch and he get the feet down. No signal yet. Yes, touchdown. Toe drag swag. He got him in. And then Odell Beckham Jr., part of his two-touchdown celebration yesterday, crawled on his hands and knees pretending to be a dog and then pretending to Hello. urinate on a fire hydrant. This was the day for Odell Beckham. What have we told you all along about Odell Beckham. His talent is unquestioned, but he's going to continue to be this guy. Nothing is going to change him. This is a year the Giants said we'd like to see some maturity from you, and, you know, yeah, this is a big year. want to extend you and make you part of the Giant family forever, and we need to see it. What does he do? He works out on his own, doesn't show up to the Giants till later on, and here he is now, week three, they're 0-3, and here he is after his first touchdown pretending to pee on a fire hydrant. The guy is a lunatic. And bottom line is, he doesn't care about the Giants. Because if he cared, he wouldn't do things like this. He just wants you to see him. And I think there's times in the game where he just loses his mind. Where he really sometimes is only semi-conscious and not really aware of what he's doing. Because it's like, I have to act out somehow and I have to do something. And he winds up going crazy. Whether it's punching a kicking net or pretending to urinate. Whatever it is. He loses his mind. And the Giants, if they're smart, they say, you know what? You're talented. We're not winning anything with you. We're going to move on. And that's what they would do. That's what they should do after the season is over. Because Odell Beckham is no different than any other wide receiver that for many reasons wore out their welcome, whether it's Terrell Owens, whether it's Chad Johnson, whether it's Brandon Marshall. Every diva wide receiver wears out their welcome no matter how many passes they're catching. They'll catch 110 passes a year, and you know what? In two years, you're someplace else because that's the way it is because teams tire of your act, and they're they're tired of you and taking away from the product on the field, and they're ready to move on. This is what, if the Giants were smart, is what they do, and that Odell Beckham can ply his trade someplace else and be a great player and catch, but also give you knucklehead moments like this throughout. And it's not just, oh, he's a... No, when he's being told, hey, we got to give you a lot of money. Can you stand up and fly right for a little bit and not be this guy? And Odell Beckham makes it two weeks before. Nope, can't do it. This is who I'm going to be. Now, with this particular move, someone tweeted out, and A.J. Willingham, uh, a an editor, 
for CNN Trends franchise, doing a bit of everything uh, for CNN. Quote, I don't know, but you think maybe is I'm a dog, just Blake comment was in reference to the SOB comments of Friday. He replied on Twitter, if you've seen that, I have to tip my hat to you for thinking outside the box. Hashtag, you're right on point. Impressed. So a callback, at least that's what it, it becomes on Twitter, but certainly a a move here, a uh, a celebration that in, in the moment had everybody kind of looking and trying to figure out exactly what would compel one as your first celebratory act. So I guess if it's, it's tied back, you've got that, but it's still a, a whole conversation uh, about Odell Beckham and his on-the-field antics. And again, they're, they're down in this game. Is, mm. is, the, is the other thing where the optics get bad on it is that it's also you're, you're being beaten by the Eagles at that point. So the touchdown, while a big moment and certainly, what, 300 catches now as fast as anybody we've seen in the game, that, you know, big milestones but marred by what needed to be another conversation of, what what was that all about? Let's hear from Odell Beckham. This was him after the game talking about his celebration. I was in the end zone. I scored a touchdown. I'm a dog. So I acted like a dog. Um, I don't really know. I didn't know if the rule book said can't hike your leg. Um, he said I peed on somebody. So I was, I was trying to find the imaginary ghost that I peed on. Um, but I didn't see him. But either way it goes, you play football. I, I, I wear red and white. I don't wear black and white with stripes on it. I don't make calls. I just play football. But the, yeah, No, you don't. If you just played football, you wouldn't be consistently drawing attention to yourself. But look, I, if he wants to be the number one star in the game, congratulations, because he is. We've said that. Right. I mean, no matter how you feel about the guy, he's the one person everybody wants to see every single week because of what he brings to the game and, and, and his talent and things like this. People want to see it. He is the most must-see of all players. But at the same time, does this work for an NFL team? I mean, does this, does this really work long-term? What you're getting on the field, and then suddenly here's what we get off the field where it's every week, every every couple of weeks, he has a big game, and now we have to worry about putting damage control on what he's doing, whether he's punching a hole in a wall somewhere. Look, this is who he wants. He wants to be this guy. So in reality, the Giants should move on, let him go be that guy, and he'll play two or three other stops someplace in the NFL before he's done. Just in, Just quickly with the... The fact of his personal accomplishments and what he brings to the table. Until you find uh, a viable left tackle and a running back who can fall forward, uh, you, you're not getting anywhere. And Eli Manning, certainly not the quarterback that's leading you to great heights at this point, at least from what we've seen through three games of this season. And, well, the, that history is getting longer by the day. So uh, for Odell Beckham, awful difficult to turn the page on that kind of franchise talent especially when you look at what's around him because you can't blame the losses on him fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app cowboys win to no one's real surprise cowboys were favored we told you how bad the arizona cardinals were and prescott goes for 183 and two touchdowns elliott 80 yards and a score carson palmer 325 through the air but there's a reason why the number one trending topic on Twitter right now is Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald for the Cardinals a few minutes ago pretty much gave you the catch of the year so far 
in the National Football League. Carson Palmer throws up a jump ball, and Fitzgerald goes up, and it looks like the ball is going to be intercepted. And, in fact, it looks like he's not the first person to get his hands on the ball. Orlando Skandrick does, and as he's coming to the ground, Larry Fitzgerald pulls it out of his arms for the reception. And part of his 13-catch, 149-yard night, one touchdown for Larry Fitzgerald. Well, the best part about that was the question about, at least for the moment, from the official of whether he completed the catch. And he's barking at the official, but he realized that Skandrick's down because he lands on his leg. So he checks on him. As he's barking at the official, looks down and goes, oh, you're right, you're right, and he helps him back up. <laughs> so, and then turns back to the official hands of the football and, and play resumes. But 13-149, not enough for the Cardinals. They need to find another receiver here in short order because Car- and maybe a little more uh, in terms of the offensive line work because Carson Palmer under duress for much of this evening. Uh, he's going to be like 55 years old, Fitzgerald. And we're going to be saying he's got to be—he's going to be end of the tank soon, you know. He's going to be fifty-six next year. I'm not quite sure. Uh, maybe, maybe. Okay, got going to have to find somebody else. No, no, no. Fifty-seven, still good. We've been saying that for good. five years now. He's right? going to be sixty, still good. I mean, Frostburg, you got a big stat on him from tonight, Larry Fitzgerald from tonight against the Cowboys. Yeah, it's his first ten reception, hundred yard receivings, and uh, touchdown catch since 2010, Week 17 at the Niners. Well, the Niners can't catch a break. They just cannot catch a break. He's 34, and he goes for this kind of night, 13 for 149 and a touchdown. He's going to be one of those guys who plays until he's 40. He's going to be that wide receiver that plays until he's 40. Jerry Rice got close. Some guys got – but, you know, you have a lot of times where teams say, ah, you know, we got to go another direction. We got to get another wide receiver. But Fitzgerald is that special guy who still – is able to produce. He can play in Arizona as long as he wants. I mean, look, the guy had 107 catches last year. Right. 107. He had 109 the year before that. He's not slowing down. Right. And if, it, if anything, he, he look, he had a bunch of years where he, he barely sniffed, you know, 80, 85. But here he is again. He really, he can play till he's 40. He would, they, they should sign him to one of those contracts where Larry, however long you want to play here, this is one of those open ended lifetime deals and you play until you're done. And then when you're done, you tell us. Should be able to do it, right? He's If nothing else, he can emerge into the type of player that Anquan Bolden was for a couple of years before he left the league, which was to become the great box-out player in the low post. And I really thought Bolden would continue doing that this year, but opted to retire. And now you have Larry Fitzgerald. He's still running big routes. I mean, we saw that a number of times tonight. But certainly, we're seeing that low post kind of presence going up and getting at the highlight that you you put up there uh, against Skandrick on, on a big reception. And then you look at the red zone efforts as well. Same kind of effort. Get that Maybe that first step off the line isn't as killer quick as it once was, but he's precise in his route running and knows how to use his body to shield. And, and that's something you, you can barely teach anymore the way this game is played you know he's one of those guys that when I think of what a football player looks like and it doesn't always need to be a big like you think of big guys when I think what what does a football player look like when I see him on the field he's that guy 
he's that guy. I think of, I think of a guy that's always got a motor going, that has sculpted body, obviously, that plays physical, oh. but still can play finesse. I mean, that, that's who I think. Really I think goes what, against what football my guy. Players built against. Because I was thinking about Haloti Nada. Oh, well, you know what? Eating up space. Eating up other things. Sure, sure. sure. Maybe big old Vince Wilfork. (laughs) Or Casey Hampton. But because I think of athletic guys that make big plays and and, and are graceful, and he he checks every box on that. I mean, this guy, I feel bad that his career has mainly been in Arizona. He's like, boy, we're paying attention to Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, he's great. But, I mean, look. We should be talking about him like we talk about Odell Beckham, but we don't because he plays in Arizona. Well, you play in Arizona. You had a couple of big runs. You you look at the Super Bowl matchup that they had against the Steelers. So, I mean, he's had a a few big moments, and certainly his dedication to education gets him that that nod as well because people will always remember he's a guy that, that even with the riches and the glory playing football, still valued the education and went back. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We got a big hero set to join us on the hotline. Prescott's under center and back with play action and escapes pressure to his right, running for his life and throws it in the end zone. Got a man. Leaping catch. That's a touchdown. Bryce Butler with a leaping catch for 37 yards and the go-ahead score. Cowboys Radio Network on the call. It was nearly two touchdowns for Bryce Butler, who caught another big pass, got up, ran into the end zone, but was ruled down by contact. I didn't see it. I think it should have been two touchdowns for Bryce Butler. He joins us now as the victorious Dallas Cowboys celebrate their 28-17 victory tonight. Bryce, I think you should have had two, man. Hey, man, don't get me started. You know what I'm saying? Don't get the blood boiling already. (laughs) I I thought the same. I thought the same, uh, but I talked to Charles Wilson after the game, and he said it wasn't the fact that he touched me on my back. He said that I got touched while I went up to make the play. So he said I got my ankle hit him or something like that. So it's all good. I wish I could have had it because it would have been like two for like 120 or something like that. But it's still a big night, though. You you okay? I mean, I don't want to. If it's a See, you brought thing. him down. No, what, what are you doing? You're giving him two touchdowns. That's what you know I'm saying. saying? You're trying, you trying to shoot me down, man. You know what I mean? I'm saying, look at it, the extension. Look at him go up and get the ball. You're like, ah, you know, and he took that from you. you know, what are you doing? But obviously, a big play. I mean, when you got a guy like Dak Prescott, I mean, you can never give up on a route. That was the big line line of the night, watching him just throw darts and, and ropes down the field and you guys adjusting in flight. Right, right. That's what, that's what we got to do, man. We throw that ball in the air. We got to go get that thing. Hey, a big deal, obviously, before the game, you guys made the decision to kneel. Jerry Jones was there with you. Take us through some of that. What did you guys talk about getting ready for the game tonight? Can you repeat that question again? I'm sorry. Before the game, obviously, a very big deal. You guys decided to kneel in unison. Owner Jerry Jones was with you during this. It's a it's a huge thing right now. Take us behind that decision. What did you guys talk about to decide and come up with this being your plan? Uh, that was all Jerry, man. Uh, Jerry came in and hollered at us before the game and said, trust me, um, you know, I got a plan to – to kind of unify everybody doing this. You know, we are America's team, and, you know, we got to, you know, make the right stand here. And then he just said, let's go out there and kneel together as a team. And I liked it because, um, you know, there's no way that anybody could be singled out now. You know, we all did it as a team. Um, and that's great to, you know, be able to go out there and 
and do something together. Like that was my whole thing. Like, you know, typically you stand or whatever at the national anthem, you do it I do it, you do it for the team. You standing up together with your teammates, your brothers, and you're going out to play a game. So I, I was happy that he came and said that. So uh, you know, just having everybody in unison was great. What kind of emotions were going through you while you were kneeling for the anthem? Uh we actually didn't kneel for the anthem. We kneeled before the anthem. Um, so we didn't kneel for the anthem. We kneeled before, like yeah. right after the Cardinals got mentioned. So um, I was just happy we did something together. Bryce Butler, a big night tonight. Two catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown. I want to give you credit for two, and I'll keep saying the rest of the night, two touchdowns for you. I'll give you I'll give you, I'll give you, 110 yards receiving. How does that sound? I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'll take that any day. You got it. Congratulations on the game. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. About you, as far as you know, Fox. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.